Podcast City Network. Keep up with the latest shows and content from Podcast City Network over on podcastcity.net. Follow them on facebook.com slash podcastcitynetwork. Twitter at podcastcitynet. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Podcast City Network. On Twitch, Podcast City Network. Podcast City Network, top source for independent podcasting. Be creative, be yourself. When I want to kick back a few cold ones with my friends, I head over to City Limits Taproom. City Limits Taproom has a wide selection of TVs to watch your favorite sports, indoor and outdoor seating. They are pet friendly. City Limits Taproom also has food made fresh to order, and the grilled cheese is excellent. I recommend the grilled cheese and the apple pie cider. The fries on the side, can't go wrong with that, baby. For more information for upcoming events, head over to facebook.com slash city limits taproom. The Everett Lee Show. One man crew. What's up, man? What's happening, my brother? <laughs> Doing pretty good over here, man. I can't complain. I'm straight up blessed, my bro. Oh, I if I was in your shoes right now, I think I would be too because, god dang, first thing I want to say, because the last time I talked with you was a few months ago, and when I talked with you, I think it was right, it was almost right around the time when the Insane Clown Posse was about to release their new album. And the opening track was produced by you, man. Congratulations yeah. on that, man. How's that feel? You, How does that feel? Man, it feels awesome. Like it's like a dream come true for me that I've always wanted to work with Insane Clown Posse. I got to land a couple beats on a project. One uh one land, landed on this project, the Yum Yum's Lure EP, which is out now. And then the Yum Yum Bedlam album comes out on Halloween, Halloween, October 31st. Damn. So I'm really excited, man. It's it feels good. Feels great. I'm grateful. I'm just just grateful. It is. It's something to be grateful about because I saw the post and that album was number one on iTunes. I said, holy shit. And it was right after I got done talking with you. I said, damn. I said, why would it not wait a few days afterwards I've talked with you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It was the, the timing, you know, it was a little off there. But, but now you got me, man. And, like, things are in full swing. Like, I've got all my, my products and stuff ready to go. And uh, everything's on point. My YouTube channel's on point. Everything I'm doing's on point now, man. And like, I'm ready, ready to uh, move to Detroit at the end of the month. I'm moving to Detroit so oh, that really? I can further pursue my goals and dreams of being a chart-topping music producer. Damn, that's 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 insane, man. That is insane. And speaking speaking of your YouTube channel, One Man Podcast. Some things have changed there, man. You're part of Podcasting Network now. How's that feel? That's pretty cool, man. It gives me an outlet to vent about some things, man. Like, I see things that a lot of people don't see because of the facade of the mainstream media. People people don't see what I see. 
and I try to tell people and they look at me like I'm nuts. So I use my podcast as a platform to kind of try to open up eyes of people and, you know, just kind of vent about what I, what, what's going on in the world. So it feels pretty good, man. And then, you know, I, I every once in a while I have like a more upbeat and positive episode. Yeah. So it's, it's good, man. I love, I love being a part of podcast city network. It's an honor. Yeah, I, I as soon as soon as you came out with a podcast, I said, "Damn, it's bit him because it's a bug, man. Because it's, it's there's so much stuff and so much topics that you can talk about, and there's with a with a show and podcast, there's so many directions that you can actually go with. You could go in this direction or in that direction. You could talk about anything, basically, and that's what what your show's about, man. You pretty much hit some hard topics, discussing things, and you put a lot of emotion and feeling behind that, which I love about your show. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Yeah, man. I just, for, to me, like if it's mainstream, it's a lie, you know, and people get sucked into that, the, the conditioning, the indoctrination, the brainwashing, these poor people, like, it's not like, to me, it's not like a political thing. It's like we're, like, our country's literally under attack. Like, this is a, a war, uh, like a, a biological and a technological attack on people. And it's, it's just, every day it consumes me, man, because, like, I'm like, how do people not see this? So I use my platform to, to talk about it. Yeah. And... And it, it, it makes me feel better. It's good for my mental health because it gives me a release, uh, a uh, a therapeutic, creative outlet, you know, other than making music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's you, you touch on some subject subjects and stuff that but still, still, it's your opinion and. Everyone has an opinion, and they discuss different things and topics and stuff, and that's that's what I love about it, man. And I love the fact that we at Podcast C Network partnered with you, and over on the shop section on the website, you can actually get One Man Crew uh, podcast. I want to give a shout out to uh, Chris Wilson, one of the uh, co-owners of Podcast C Network, for. Uh, getting that up there on the uh, website there to have your merch up there, man. How's that feel to have one man crew with podcasting network, that joint relationship, man. Uh, Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. That's what I got to say about that. I mean, if, if gives, it's easier for me because whenever I would upload content on YouTube, I would have all individually, my links to all my products, my, t-shirt my cds my vinyl records my dvds wrestling dvds i'd have to have all individual links like in the description but now i've got it all in a web store where people can just go to podcastcity.net slash shop scroll all the way down to the one man crew products and it's all right there so it makes it a lot easier and accessible for people it's convenient for people so it makes it easier to to have a more professional um presentation i guess you would say yeah yeah it was funny because when when he when he 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 got all the links and stuff and everything he said i'm gonna set up everything you know for the have one man crew merchandise over on the shop section to me i was like okay all right a day later boom he's like i got it done i'm like 
damn, man, you worked overtime. He's like, now, nah. yeah. I mean, he works fast. Chris, that's what I like about Chris. He works fast. When you get when he's has something, he's like, boom, 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 execute, yeah. done. And then he moves yeah, on was, to something else. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, it was quick. I was like, wow, he got yeah. He said, I'm gonna get it up. I'm gonna have it finished by tonight. That's what he said. And then they're like. Boom, it was done. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Podcasting network, man. We don't play around when it comes to when it comes to our uh, when it comes to our company and our brand and stuff. We don't play around because we, we put stuff out there. I know there you you had to get on to me, you're like, Hey man, I put a new episode out. Where the hell is it? You know, it's just stuff happens <laughs> in life. <laughs> yeah, I feel that, bro. No, I, no, I just wanted to make sure you were aware that I had a new episode out. That's all that was, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what helps me. I have to subscribe to half the shows if they have anything, any content on YouTube because that's how everything pops up because as soon as something, something pops up on here, boom. I, that's how I get it. But you know how YouTube is sometimes. The notification thing, you can hit all for no all notifications and the algorithms or whatever you call it. It don't work mm-hmm. half the damn time. And it's it's funny how that happens, how technology happens there though. But like earlier I was doing a live show with uh, one of my guests and I was looking and stuff didn't even pop up on anything. I was like, what the hell? So I went ahead and looked in. I had to like go in by hand manually while I'm in the middle of an interview and just get everything shared. I'm like, this is this is nuts, man. <laughs> this is nuts. <laughs> it is, man. It's a it's a lot of work. That's for sure, man. I mean, I, I do all my own graphics. I produce the music. I do the editing, everything for my podcast. I'm, it's, uh, I'm literally a one-man crew. Like, I literally do everything by myself. That's the gimmick. I'm one-man crew. Mm-hmm. But the thing is about being a one-man crew is, like, in business, you can't do everything by yourself. You know what I mean? So yeah. I have to reach out to other people, like record labels and other artists and uh, a podcast city network, uh, wrestling promoters. I have to work with other people and play well with others in order to be successful in entertainment and arts and in media. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the presentation, everything goes like I'm able to do it by myself and it's a lot of work. When the reason I, I started doing things by myself is I had to teach myself how to do these things because if I didn't, I'd have to pay people to do it. And I found in my experience that when I paid other people to do certain things for me, like videos and graphic design and whatnot, they uh, didn't really uh, convey my vision the way that I imagined it. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know, I'm going to teach myself. I'm going to watch some tutorials and I'm going to practice and I'm going to get better at this. And that's how I learned how to mix and master my own music and, and compose my own beats and do my own graphic design and video editing everything all that stemmed from just me wanting to save a buck and also uh create the art the visual arts and the audio the way that i imagine it like the way i uh, my creative expression i guess you would say mm-hmm. and it's served me well in that now i have all these skills uh that benefit 
that actually can not only benefit me but benefit other people and people are are coming to me for beats coming to me for graphic design coming to me for video editing coming to me for mixing and mastering and it's it's a blessing man i'm really really fortunate i'm grateful i'm thankful for like i've had like people offer me like multi-million dollar deals like <laughs> and i and I, I didn't take it like it, believe it or not i didn't take it because it's uh, it wasn't worth like selling my soul to the devil you know what i'm saying yeah yeah but um Exactly. Just like just like your first episode there, man. How you met the devil. I love that story. I love that story, man. It's like scary, but almost because when you, you throw out the reference there of Ralph Macchio in that movie Crossroads, one of my favorite movies of his actually, besides Karate Kid. I love the Karate Kid franchise, but when it comes to that right there, that movie Crossroads, that was pretty damn good. And yeah. you couldn't have said it much better, man. That it blew my wig off, man. Because and and these are things like it, uh, those who are watching this podcast and you don't know what we're talking about. My first podcast, podcast episode was uh, me telling the story of the time that I almost signed with a major label called Avex Group. It's a, a entertainment company in Japan. When I was living in Japan, and I was uh, I would sell my hip hop album. In, in Shibuya, which is like the Times Square of, of Tokyo. It's one of the most popular tourist destinations in the world. And I didn't realize until I literally met an agent of Satan, like some like Lucifer himself, Ahura Mazda, came to me through a guy and told me that if I didn't uh, give myself to him that the deal with Avex Group, which I had been uh, groomed for six months with this A&R guy, and all the way up to the top two executives had already approved me to be signed and I was waiting on the last one. The vice president had already approved me. I was scheduled to meet the, uh, the A&R guy three days after I met this dude. I'm walking down the street on the way to my internet cubicle to call it a night after selling a bunch of CDs and this dude's just laying on the ground, big tall. This dude was almost seven feet tall. He was that tall. He was a strikingly handsome dude. And and I, I said, man, what are you doing just laying on the ground? And he looks up at the billboard across the street with it had Eric Clapton on it. And he was like, that could be you up there someday. I was like, yeah, I guess, but I'm not really a guitar player. And he's like, no, but that could be you. And he got up and we started talking and he gave me uh, money to go get some a couple beers. And I bought, uh, I think, two or three cans of beer. Mm-hmm. And we're standing in an alley drinking these beers. And we're talking. He's like, you love music. I know you love music. If you want to make it in music, uh, you're going to have to uh, do some things that maybe, you know, you're traditional, the way you brought up. It goes against your morals. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't want to, you know, have to, this, you know, join the Illuminati. Ha, ha, ha. You know, just joking around about it, right? Yeah. And he looks at me and goes, I am the Illuminati. He's like, I am the righteous one. I am Luc- what you call Lucifer, what you call the devil. And you also pray to me at night. You call me Lord. You call me God. And, and like, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's just blowing my wig off. Like, this dude is crazy, right? Yeah. Well, then he like he looks me in my eye and like his pupils got all big and shit like you know when somebody's like on drugs like some like and then they went real like small the little pinpricks and i was like what the fuck and then this rat ran behind him and i looked at the rat this dude's looking at me like this and behind him is running a rat 
Uh-huh. And I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, I'm not saying this out loud. I'm like, I should stomp that rat dead. And then, the, and then I'm like, no, nah, I shouldn't think that way. And then he just boom jumps up and stomps the rat dead and looks up at me and says, "That's what you wanted, wasn't it?" And I was at that point, dude, I was frozen in fear. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, and that—that's when he started talking. And he kept calling me Wayne. And I didn't know why at the time. And this is another discovery I recently found out that I didn't even talk about on my podcast episode. I looked up the biblical meaning of the, of, of Wayne, the name Wayne. Uh-huh. It means wagon driver or wagon maker, which is... It, this motherfucker was fucking with me because I was a pizza delivery driver before I fucking made it in the wrestling business. And oh, my wow. dad works at a um, company that makes car seats for Mercedes. Wow. And, and like my cousins and my brothers, my brother's a mechanic and my other brother and my cousin, they work at, um, you know, car manufacturing companies. You know what I'm saying? So wagon yeah. maker, he called me Wayne, 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 he would call, my, call me by my real name and it was pissing me off and I didn't know why. He was insulting me and I didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> That's He's nuts, like, man. Because 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 this is what it was. He's like, look, Wayne, if you want to make it in music, you got to give yourself to me. Otherwise, it's not going to happen for you. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. Like, and then I saw that movie Crossroads, and I'm like, wait a second, that was Shibuya Shibuya Crossing. That was a crossroads. Mm-hmm. And these are things like little things that in hindsight I'm looking and thinking about this shit and discovering more and more of my encounter with this being to, and it's just further um, confirms that what I saw and what I heard was real like with my eyes and ears and then when I told uh, Lucifer to, to get fucked essentially like I, I told him to take a fucking hike Suddenly, when I was uh, supposed to meet with the A&R guy, I'm waiting at the coffee shop that we normally meet at. He doesn't, he doesn't show up, so I called him from a payphone, and he's like, we need to reschedule. And then I never heard from him ever again. And I thought this dude was my friend. Like, he, for six months, we were meeting every week. He was grooming me to sign with this company, like, telling me what I needed to do. Right. Like, artistically and... And, and financially, just in life in general, to prepare to do business with this big company, Avex Group, which was the second biggest entertainment company in J- Japan, uh, second only to Sony. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, it was pretty wild. And then even today, to this day, I get people from secret societies and claiming to be Illuminati that offer me money to join them. And, and I'm just like, it ain't worth it to me. Yeah. Like, it's not and because really what it is being being an artist i think uh the real god yahua or yashua or yeshua or jehovah like there's many names in many languages for the real god the yeah. other the other god right and uh, the the good one mm-hmm. i think god the real one wanted me to see all this so to know that I am in a business that is designed to distract people and mislead them from the truth. Mm-hmm. And also uh, propagandize 
things like Hollywood. They they've had a um, Fox, for example, has made deals with the government to produce propaganda in their films to shape and mold people's perception, give them a false sense of reality. For example, like all the aliens and stuff. You know, that, uh, to me, I think personally, I could feel the alien shit. That's all misdirection, like a magic trick when you're misdirecting something. Yeah, they're misdirecting people's attention to something else mm -hmm. because they're hiding something, some kind of illegal experiments they're doing. Yeah, that's what I feel. I can feel. I know it's true. I know Satan is in in charge of this world. He gives the the hierarchy, the ones at the top, the Rothschilds, the Bilderberg Group, the Rockefellers, all these aristocrats. The and, and it's we, they say the top one percent, but it's actually the point zero 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 one percent. I mean, it's a very very small group of people in the grand scheme of things that have this di direct connection with Lucifer, and Lucifer gives them this power to rule over people. Yeah, and we're on it. We're in a huge mind fuck. A huge. Uh, we're we're all enslaved economically to this mm -hmm. system, and that's what that pyramid on the one dollar bill. That's what that symbolizes, is the unfinished pyramid. That's where humans can only go to that certain level, mm -hmm. right? The rest of it, the all-seeing eye at the top there, that's Lucifer. You can't get to that point. Yeah, like unless unless you're like really directly connected to mm -hmm. to Satan. And I had a chance to be, and I, I could have been one of the top entertainers in the world, one of the top, and I would have been, I would have been one of these liberals that spews a bunch of bullshit to get people to, to kill themselves with these vaccines and stuff like that. I would have been one of those people that, you know, misleads people straight to hell if I would have done that. And I'm not going to do that. That's why I chose to stay independent. Am I getting rich? No, I'm not. Yeah. But. I will inherit the kingdom of heaven when I die. Yeah. So that's that's the trade-off. Well, one of one of the things I did yesterday was uh, I got poked in my uh, shoulder there. I did it because I take a flu shot every year, and I I stay healthy with you know eating right. Uh, during flu season, I drink a lot more orange juice, take a lot more vitamins than I usually do. I eat garlic like crazy. <laughs> I do. I put garlic on everything when I eat. When I when I when I cook chicken, I throw gar garlic on there. When I cook eggs, I throw garlic on there. I throw all that on there, and pretty much I know. I don't know if you ever heard the uh, old wives' tale of. Uh, you know, like garlic, it keeps the cold away. I haven't got a cold in years because I eat so much damn garlic. And if a vampire bit me, <laughs> they'd turn to dust, man. They'd like choke and go cardiac arrest. How much garlic <laughs> I have in I have in me, seriously. And one of the things, one of the things I did yesterday was, uh, yeah, I took the first shot. I gotta tell you something, man. But they did authorize for emergency use the Pfizer, Moderna, and Janssen ones. And uh, there's more and more stuff coming out about this, man. But like, here's uh, what's the problem is that big tech. Where I'm talking YouTube, Google, Facebook, Twitter, all the top 
search engines and and social media platforms they are deliberately deliberately suppressing information to keep people from knowing the truth about this stuff brother I'm, i'm telling you bro people think i'm crazy man i've been researching this i've been studying this since day one and they're they're finding out now and there's countries like gibraltar that are 90 something percent covid vaccinated and every single person hospitalized with covid on their deathbeds they're all vaccinated yeah that's the same thing here that's the same thing here they're they're all they're all they're all on they're all vaccinated but you still get it you see that's the one thing that that people don't a lot of people don't understand is they think if they get it oh i'm i'm not going to get it bullshit you're going to get it i've i've gotten the flu after i've had a flu shot years ago but it wasn't that bad but when i taken that flu shot it it wasn't it wasn't that bad it's it's the same the same thing how i'm treating this it's it's just you know you take a shot boom you know you're gonna get it you know if i get it at least you know it's uh it's not gonna be you know like you know that bad i want to share what i've what i've learned with people okay one or more of these ingredients these three are present in every vaccine there are two traditional vector vaccines the pfizer and the johnson and johnson the rest of them are all mrna vaccine delivery system vaccines then the guy who invented that mrna technology dr robert malone he has come out and spoken out and tried to warn humanity not to take these mrna vaccines because what happens is the spike proteins produced by the the vaccine what they do is they crystallize they they form prion crystals in the bodily in the body in the bloodstream and in the brain and over time it takes years for them to grow but they when they grow they form and they form blood clots and, and which which creates strokes and heart attacks and whatnot and they also form in the brain which creates uh, mad cow disease like symptoms and also the the vector vaccines also they have the spike proteins uh, because they're using they're going into the animals they're using animals to make these uh, vector vaccines and three three ingredients squalene which comes comes from a shark's liver uh graphene oxide which comes from graphite which is like in our pencil it's a toxic metal it doesn't belong in your body and propylene glycol which is what they use to stabilize the the mrna thing that's the main ingredient in antifreeze these three ingredients do not belong in the bloodstream or in our body like no and 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 what i've uh, learned everett is um we have been infiltrated by communist china like they're in our government oh they're in and and they what they're doing they've tried to mandate military to get these vaccines because what they're trying to do is they're trying to call the herd they're trying to call humanity they're trying to weaken our military they're planning in the next 
10 to 15 years to completely take over our country of like course. by the year 2035 and this is a this is a biological attack and people have never seen anything like this it's unprecedented and it's not political it's it doesn't matter if you're if you're a liberal or a conservative or what it's not political this is about our country this is about uh one nation under god like we're all together under threat of this and, oh, yeah. and they're using anybody that's in the higher levels of society the elites so to speak all these hollywood actors and entertainers they're all just the service clowns of these these guys you know yeah. they're they're the puppets that they use these false idols that they use to uh influence people that's why they call them influencers mm-hmm. and so <clears throat> people are going to capitulate they're going to succumb to it they're going to and and I don't blame you or anybody else who who you know gives into it because there's a lot of pressure. There's social pressure. There's financial pressure. They're threatening people to fire people. Like nurses went a whole year on the front lines, unvaccinated for a year. They were our heroes. Now they're in the unemployment line because they're mandating them. You can't work here unless you get vaccinated. And they're like, fuck that. And, right. they, and they lose their job. What happened to, hey, this is a hero. Thank you for your service. You yeah. know, like, that, that's what I'm saying. None of this shit makes sense. It's on record that the vaccines do not protect anybody else. When you get it, you're not, you can still give it to people. Yeah. And that's what, what they virtue signaled. You hear people, they said, well, I got it because I don't want my grandma or my mom or my, I don't want to give it to them. All that's out the window. All, all of that, that's, that's, this is face, I call it face diaper theater. It's on record, masks don't work. It's on record, these vaccines don't protect you or anybody else. It makes no sense for people to even put this shit in their bodies. Yet everybody is moving in this direction. It's... And they're they're sneaking shit in these vaccines too, because they're going to interface people with technology, and they've got technology that they want to deploy, uh, military weaponized stuff that basically they can control people, like by injecting nanoparticles in them and weaponizing it. It's that's why like it's imperative that people understand what this is it's not it's it, this whole covid thing covid has a 99.995% survival rate like people who get covid most people don't even know they have it yeah and yeah. and that's why it's insane to me that the cure is killing more people than the actual disease and the, and that there is a concerted effort by big tech to suppress that factual information this is not opinion these are facts that are on record you go to other countries you watch news in other countries and they'll tell you but here in america particularly see we used to be the the world leader like the one everybody looked to for protection but now the the great dragon as in the book of revelation china they're gonna take over they're moving against the the world to take over the world and we we owe them money based on bad deals politicians made with them yeah 
none of us, the individuals, the serfs at the bottom of the pyramid, so to speak, none of us had anything to do with anything. We all work. We all live. Like, how how do we inherit this debt? I don't understand that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been saying it. I've been saying it, saying it for the last year. I said this all started with China, and I just wish someone would go over there and beat an apology out of China, their government. Someone needs to beat an apology out of China for screwing up the world. It started with them. It's like everyone's like, well, this is happening here with this. This is happening there. Hey, China was the root of the problem, the evil empire. That's what they are, the evil empire. And what's crazy is why everyone's worried about this and that. China's already like loading up with nukes. <laughs> They're already loading up, man. No one's talking about that. No one's paying attention about that shit, you know? Bro, I, I had a dream. I have premonition dreams. I've I've literally had dreams where I've saw the future. Mm-hmm. And and that's how a lot of my dreams have come true. Where I would dream something and then it would happen. Like I dreamt that I wrestled Sabu and I wrestled him. Like that kind of stuff, man. And um, I had a premonition dream that I was in a hotel, really nice, here on island on Guam, where I live. Because I, I, every once in a while, I'll go to one of these four-star resorts, like Subaki Tower, and, and stay with my girlfriend, have a little vacation away from home, so to speak, even though it's just down the road from here. Right. And I had a dream that I was at one of these hotels and I looked out and a warship came down on the beach and out came all these Iron Man looking RoboCop suit suit of armor and it's Chinese they, they were Asian, Chinese and they were coming in these hotels and rounding people up and I and I climbed off the balcony was hanging off the balcony and, and they, didn't, they didn't see me and not long after that dream I, I read on a report that they're working the chinese are actually working on these uh, these suits of armor that look something like right, right out of science fiction films <laughs> i can believe it <laughs> i can i can believe it man because they 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 china and russia north korea they hate the rest of the world they hate the rest of the world and while everyone's worried about this and what's going on no one's no one's looking over and saying hey what the hell? What the hell they're doing over there? You know, it's like look what they're doing. No one's paying attention to that. It's a smokescreen. They are the evil empire's planning, and they they don't like the rest of the world. And with a lot of stuff, I was telling my wife tonight. I said, with everything that's going on, they're trying to organize. And even on uh, Joe Rogan pointed it out. You know, you have to have a card to show, you know, you're vaccinated. You can go anywhere and stuff. Bullshit. It's they're trying to do, you know, controlled society because it works well in China because China's government, they, they tell all their people what to do. Well, OK, let's do it here because this is what this country needs. It's like bullshit. And yeah. I was if you really look at this, too, this is our 1920s because when the uh, Spanish flu came through in the 1920s that lasted about four years I pretty much myself think four years this is going to last for four years and we're already we got three more years to go with this bullshit yeah man uh, 
what I another thing I recently uh, researched and found out is that all the attacks on our freedom of speech right now, like all, all everything, the same terminologies they're using, like hate speech and blah blah blah, like all this stuff, like all these liberals are using against freedom of speech. That's what the Chinese were doing back in the Cultural Revolution. The the cultural Marxists came down on anybody who, who like, for example, Falun Gong or Qigong or Falun Dafa. It's a religion. It's kind of like a, a way of doing yoga. Mm -hmm. and, and, like, people would escape China to come to America to be able to practice their religion without being put to death or being persecuted. Yeah. yeah. And the same terminology they use to attack those people, they're using those same terminology now in our own country. And let me tell you how bad the Cultural Revolution was. You had women escape China and go to other, uh, other countries like good women and they had to work as a prostitute. They would rather work as a prostitute in another country than live in their own country. I can believe it, man. I can I can believe it. It's it's nuts. It's nuts how how the world is starting to turn in and just become, man. It's it's ridiculous. And I just I I wish things were back the way they were before. <laughs> I do. I do. They I don't never know how you feel about that. And uh not unless people, we, we all collectively have to say, whether you've been vaccinated or not, we all need to put our foot down and say no to this. Like, yeah. we, we have to stand up for ourselves. See, the thing is, man, people are so complacent with technology mm -hmm. and convenience that they're live most people are living in a fantasy world man that like their false sense of security a false sense of reality won't allow them to understand that they're under attack it's like yeah. an ostrich with its head in the sand man like yeah if people unless people stand up now and do this now and speak out now and create awareness now unless everybody wakes up collectively and that's what all this divide and conquer with the racism we're not a racist country that is a myth there is racism people you know there's police brutality there's racism a little bit here they put it under the microscope and they make it seem like it's a bigger deal than it really is american people most it don't matter if you're uh, black white asian hispanic arab wherever you come from middle eastern i'm sorry i don't i don't know how the politically correct way to say it but yeah it doesn't matter what walk of life we come from. We all have the same physiological needs. And yeah. we, all, we all just want to be loved. We all just want to survive and and, and just have a good life. Yeah. You know? Nobody's out there, like, really trying to be a racist piece of shit. Yeah. Like, but, but if you watch the mainstream media, they'll have you believe that we're all divided. We're all torn. That is a tactic to let uh, make people think that we're really divided but mm -hmm. if you sit down and you talk to people and yeah. you meet people in the real world don't matter what color they are there's a guy who lives down the couple doors down from me he's a really awesome dude he's a black guy and me and him are on the same page and and 
I talk to other people, the Asian people here here on the island. They're on the same page as me. It's, it's not a race issue. It's not a political issue. This is China against us. Yeah, of And they're course. trying to destroy us. Chinese people here that escaped China. Like, yeah, we, we got away from China. I moved here back in 19... 19- 95 or whatever year it was to get away from the cultural revolution i don't remember what year they said it was but they said i came here x amount of years ago back in 1990 whatever or whenever they came here well uh, you remember if you if you remember last year after china at midnight on a certain on whatever date it was they were going to up you know uh you know uh get rid of or you know that lockdown millions of people were at the border and as soon as that lockdown mandate was like you know lifted boom they got the hell out of there man <laughs> it looked like the Indy 500 man it was like zoom, zoom. <laughs> that's another tactic that they're using to destabilize our country mm-hmm they're flooding our country with with um, uh, illegal aliens, uh, you know, people that enter our country without going through the proper channels. That hurts our economy. Oh God, and, you're the second and, person. You're the second person that said that. I have a sister that lives in Tennessee, and they've been flying in like illegal aliens into Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> That's, they they get the plane ticket. And an envelope full of cash and a food stamp card, and they're like, you can go any city you want to go. And yeah. it's it's unbelievable. It's criminal. Like what they're doing, they're doing this on purpose to de- destabilize us. It, it it's nuts, man. But we we are the most hated country in the world because we have the most freedom. Because we can speak out, we can protest, we can do any damn thing they want, and. A lot of people, if when it starts coming to man mandates like that, where they're like, "Oh yeah, you gotta have a vaccine," you know, like New York, New York's starting that shit. New York's trying to start that shit. You, you LA people, already started. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. A lot of people are gonna protest about it because when a lot of people it's the mark start of the beast. Yeah, it, it is it, the mark of the beast. It straight is. up. You gotta have a man, yeah, mandate. You know, you gotta gotta have this travel here, travel there. It's like fuck that, man. People are gonna speak up. People are gonna wake up, and a lot of people are already talking about it, and a lot of people's agreeing with it. But you got a lot of people, like smart people, that are like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's like bullshit. You're dumbass for believing that bullshit. Yeah. You know, going along with it, man. You you want to give up your freedoms? I believe it was uh uh. I think it was Benjamin Franklin mm-hmm. or or Andrew Jackson, one of them, one of the guys on the money. On the, they said uh, <laughs> those who uh, give up freedom for security deserve neither, or something like that. Yeah, I I know which one you're talking about, but I can't. And, and that's basically what's going on right now. Is people think, oh, if I capitulate to this, if I just give in. I'll get some of my freedom back. If I just let them stick me in an arm, I'll get my freedom back. But that's not how it works. How it works is they 
let go of the grip for a little bit and then they tighten it right back down even tighter and that's what's going on right now i was like mm-hmm. they make it seem like everything's going to be all good and now they're clamping right back down on us that's what's happening if you read youtube's community guidelines it's pretty self-explanatory if you can't even say the word you can't even say that on youtube like if you read lips yes i can i can read that that's that's messed up yeah you can't say like any kind of see how this thing works with these experimental uh uh injections is the only way that they can be authorized for emergency use is if there is no other way of curing this disease right Mm -hmm. well the truth is there are plenty of treatments that Big Pharma can't get paid off of because it, it, it only costs like a dollar to save somebody's life yeah. with this they and this and this. They won't do it. They won't do it because they they won't do the they won't do the there there's there's stuff out there that can kill this thing, but they won't acknowledge it. They won't do the data or release the data or do anything research on it. I mm-hmm. that's that's messed up. And that this this new infrastructure bill, this this is another thing. They use words that makes it seem like you'd be nuts to be against it. Like for example, Black Lives Matter. Well, who? Of course, Black Lives Matter. Of course, everybody knows that. Why would you want to be against that? Nobody would want to. In the mind, would be against uh, Black Lives. Black people, you know, like people. Of course, Black Lives Matter. But it's a front. And it's run by a, a, a Jewish, a German Jew who aided the Nazis in World War II, George Soros. He funds that. And it's part of this divide and conquer thing that they're doing. They're yeah. fanning the flames of racism with the stuff. And, and just like infrastructure bill, it's a very deceptive thing. Mm-hmm. You, you, it's not to, to, to improve our infrastructure. It is to give them money to mobilize against us with uh, basically social workers with a gun coming to your house to force inoculate you. And if you don't do it, you're a racist and they can bust a cap in you and get away with it. That's messed up. That's messed up. You said something about Fox earlier about you know be, them being... Uh dominant uh you know like with what's what they do and stuff and everything they they got dominated marvel bought them out and i was happy did, that marvel bought them out and brought all the mcu them. characters under one roof <laughs> yeah disney disney owns marvel fox and and a lot of other ones and well, they're actually I'm I'm happy about that because Fox screwed up a lot of the Marvel movies there. I mean, like characters. I mean, they did great with X-Men, but like the Fantastic Four, they did those two movies, which I didn't think that was that bad. But then when they did that third Fantastic Four movie, when they tried to reboot it, I, I actually sat down and watched it. And I said to myself, I said, this is horrible. <laughs> they ruined. They ruined the Fantastic Four. Thank God that Marvel 
with uh, with them underneath the MCU umbrella now. I'm happy that they can actually bring in and introduce the Fantastic Four the right way. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy about yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, th- there's only one character, actually two characters, that's not completely under the MCU. That's Spider-Man and Venom. <laughs> yeah, Sony owns those. Yeah, Sony does. But Sony and Marvel worked out a deal. Was happy with where they can use Spider Man to go back and forth. And yeah, you know what I I all this shit that we're ever all this these these movies that's all a distraction from from what's really going on. That's why they're cranking out all these Star Wars projects, all these Marvel projects, stuff that's going to keep people's attention on the fantasy world. I love Star Wars. I love Marvel. I love movies. I love music. I love entertainment. I love the arts. If you notice, they're putting these big franchise tentpole films in overdrive, trying to crank out as much of them as possible to keep people, uh, keep people's attention on those kind of things, instead of on like what's really, really matters most. Yeah, because pretty soon people are going to be watching these movies uh, from a, 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 a FEMA camp. You know what I'm saying? Instead of going to the, to the movie theater, like yeah, it's it's that serious, brother. Like I'm telling you, like yeah, I was a lot of people are upset about Venom getting pushed back because in the latest trailer of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, the September 24th date wasn't attached at the end. It says coming this fall. And people are like, they're they're pushing it back, man. They're pushing it back. It's like, well, you could thank the evil empire for that because they were the root of that problem. One thing I don't yeah. like is how they disrupted my movies, my wrestling, and going out yeah. and enjoying live music. That's what I hate about it. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing, dude. Is like they're telling they're telling artists and musicians that if we want to tour, if we want to go do shows, we got to get vaxxed. Well, WWE is making all their wrestlers get vaccinated. New Japan Pro Wrestling forced all their wrestlers to get vaccinated. I'll never go. I'll never work for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I will never work for WWE. And it's not because they don't want me. It's because I would never work for them. Now, like after I see how they have have basically given in to this medical, like Nazi Germany level medical tyranny, I will never ever work for WWE. I will never work for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I would fight in the UFC before I would wrestle in WWE because Dana White was asked, would you force your fighters to get vaccinated? And he said, never going to happen. So I respect Dana White. He's got balls. He told him, fuck you. No, never going to happen. AEW, they got fans. They got fans now. They're that they left Florida, and they're touring now. They're like this past week, Wednesday. They were in Pittsburgh, sold out arena. Friday, they're going to introduce their new show, Rampage, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. sold out. CM Punk's supposed to be on that one. What Rampage? Yeah, it's actually, it's actually. I think it's all out because that's going to be in Chicago. I think. Oh, okay. Whichever one Chicago yeah. is supposed to be, that's CM Punk's supposed to be on that one. Well, he, he he was asked about it. 
he was on Saturday Night Main Event, uh, a radio show, and it was brought up to him. Yeah, have you seen previews for that new show coming out called Heels? Yeah, bro. Of course he's gonna kayfabe people. It's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are saying that though. But I, I said to my wife, I said, the CM Punk rumors now are really ramping up because they're you know every year you hear about CM Punk. He he may be going to going back to WWE. He talked to Vince, and it's like bullshit, bullshit, dirt sheets. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, oh yeah, he talked to Tony Khan. Well. He did come out and say he talked to Tony Kondo, but he handed off. Tell me what you think about this. When he said that, when he was asked about AEW, and he's like, yeah, I talked to Tony Khan. I talked to him face-to-face, and he feels you know, like any promotion trying to step up and go head-to-head with WWE, that's not good because there's only one way that's going to go. It's going to you know, go down. And he pretty much said he handed off like he had to sit back and watch to see what happens. And he sees AEW. Dude, to, uh, NXT, they moved from Wednesday to Tuesdays. They couldn't compete with AEW because AEW was killing them in the ratings. Now, AEW is going to compete with SmackDown, or actually, no, they're going to come on after SmackDown on Fridays, I guess, with Rampage. And yeah. you got to look at all the talent that AEW has. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't like AEW because they got all the has-been talent. Like, like you know, people that were in WWE that are over there now. It's like, you know what? They're, these people had an opportunity, and they screwed up and didn't know how to use this talent. For example, Rusev Murko, uh, you know? Look at that guy. He was so over. Was he not yeah. so over? Yeah. And he could have punched through that glass ceiling, but they dropped the ball on it. They didn't want. They didn't give him that push Dude, because. I gotta lie to you. Rusev is one of my favorite wrestlers. Oh God. Like, he was great. He was. Sorry, I had to take that out, man. He's getting sour. <laughs> <laughs> he was great. He was great, man. I, I I got the privilege of seeing him wrestle live twice at two WWE events, man. What? His wife is one of the best looking women in pro wrestling, in my opinion. Lana? And oh, she, God. Yeah. Do You heard what he said when Lana got released. He said it's better to fly with the Eagles than the turkeys. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Look, look, and let's, it, face it, let's face it. Let's face it, man. WWE has become so corporate that it's not a, a pro wrestling company anymore. They're watered down. They're watered down, man. They, 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 they dropped the ball. They, they're, not, they're not making stars. They're not making new stars. It's what they're doing. They're selling the brand WWE. Mm-hmm. Now, people like Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, The Rock... Those guys were arguably as big as or bigger than WWE. I want to throw another name in there. John Cena. John Cena, even. Yeah. I mean, um, that guy. Bruno Sammartino. There you go. There's another one there, yeah. too. You know, you can't forget them. But, but those people came to the WWF at the time, WWE, because of those guys. Mm-hmm. 
Now they're just going to WWE to see WWE, and it's the interchangeable spokes on the wheel. It's you know, it's yeah. the brand WWE, and that's why they have to rely on bringing in these part-time, old-time guys like Goldberg <laughs> to draw because they wonder why they got to. You know, fans are pissed off. Why are you booking Goldberg? He's 53 years old, and you're putting him in a world title match. Well, it's because they're not making new stars, and these yeah. marquee name value guys still draw. Yeah. Like, whether you like it or not, I'd rather pay to see a 53-year-old Goldberg than a, 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 a whoever they – who's their main event guy? Bobby Lashley? <laughs> if, if, if you have two shows, independent shows, uh-huh. and, and one has Goldberg versus some jabroni and Bobby Lashley versus some jabroni, which one are you going to go to? Oh, I'm going to see Goldberg because I remember Goldberg from back in the day, man. That's that's who I'm going to see. Like, um, for example, like when Aleister Black, Mal- he's Malachi Black now on AEW. When he got when he got released, that, that pissed off. Phenomenal debut, by the way. Oh yeah, that was he got pissed off. I mean, a lot of people got pissed off. Excuse me, a lot of people got pissed oh, off. Oh, it was Why? great. I think Cody Rhodes did a great thing of putting that guy over so strong. Oh, like, did you see, did you see that match the, last week? Yeah, he made that guy. Oh. He he made him. Dude, he well Tommy Inn was already a big name in uh, the UK. He was already oh big. I know yeah he was big, great 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 worker great worker he didn't, and WWE did not know how to use him. But what I thought was funny was with that contract there, he was still under an NXT contract on working the main roster. They forgot to change it, and in thirty days. Boom. Boom! There he is. A right. W yeah. man. It was like this goes to show how to, out of touch they are. Yeah, like they don't even know what they got. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I, I, I yeah. Tommy End, whatever. Mm-hmm. Alistair Black. I think Malachi Black's a doper name anyway. Dude, he's I I. The way I look at it is, Alistair Black turned up a few notches. That's the way yeah. I look at it now, man. Yeah. I, and I'll tell you what, I've noticed this in the last few weeks. I really looked at this. Darby Allen, his he's to me, his in ring ability has gotten a lot better because look who he's with now. He's yeah. The Sting. Sting. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Sting, you know, he's under Sting's wing, man. Of course. I mean, look look at the matches, look at the history. That's the difference. God. That's the difference between WWE and, and AEW. Yeah. They they'll use a guy, a marquee name legend, to get uh give a rub to a young talent and and create a star. Yeah. Just like putting Jake the Snake with uh, 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 the guy from... Lance Archer. Lance, Lance Archer, yeah. Yeah, phenomenal. Dude, that's yeah. how you do it. Taz what with Brian it? Cage. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I love that I love that story there now. Brian Cage now is, you know, that I, I love that. And what I love about AEW is it's like, look, they weren't doing it with Christian. Christian, oh, your your you know concussions or whatever it is, it's like boom. Look, Christian Cage, he can still go. He's gonna be wrestling Kenny Omega for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. You know that's gonna be a good match. 
you know, in Christi- my opinion, mm-hmm. in my opinion, I think that way of doing it, of of pairing these legendary wrestlers up as a manager figure or a mentor figure, that does more for a talent than if that guy would wrestle them and put them over. Like, because yeah. it's like they're endorsing that guy. Mm-hmm. Well, all I can say is I see a lot of kids out there wearing Darby Allen face paint. It reminds me of Sting, beach, bleach blonde, buzz cut hair Sting back in the day when a lot of kids were in the Sting makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he if if you know, there you go, there you go. Right, I there. do. I tell you, I do watch AEW. Like I watch uh, their big shows, the event, the the pay per views. I watch yeah. those. I don't watch their TV, but I'll catch every once in a while on YouTube. I'll catch something. Dark, but dark. But, you got to check out dark. And elevation because one of the um, some indie workers that I know, a couple from here from Florida, La Brava and D3, I've seen wrestle live here for promotions in Florida. They've got an opportunity to go on there though, but they jobbed. But hell, at least it was exposure for them though. But Shauna Reed, I gotta say, Shauna Reed. She wrestled on Dark and Elevation. Dark, her first match was against Britt Baker. And then her second match that she had was on Elevation. It was against Thunder Rosa. I like that, the second match she had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, AEW is one company that I enjoy. Uh and also NWA, the Billy Corgan's NWA. Now I'm glad they got rid of that dude that was uh, handling. I forgot his name, but he was a real douchebag to me when I tried to get booked on NWA. Yeah, they got rid of him because of some sexual harassment thing. And like, in my opinion, since they got rid of him, I think the NWA product has gotten better. Like the guy's name the producer of, of the nwa but they they i've talked to him i reached out to him he's a he's a real douchebag to me and it it's weird to me that i was one of the highest paid guys in the nwa just five six years ago let's see 2015 yeah right after i came back from mexico uh wrestling for dtu and triple a uh, Sanchez Producciones, which is a AAA house show promoter. I was one of the highest paid talents in the NWA. Like, legitimately, I would get flown in, put in a four-star hotel, and paid hundreds of dollars. And I'm not a former WWE guy. Huh. And this is just based on the respect that uh, one of the promoters in the NWA had for me for my work in Japan and Mexico that he took care of me and rest in peace Rob Rob Kincaid because he he was the guy that really believed in me and I I went from being one of the highest paid guys in the NWA to being told that I'm not even good enough to sweep the floors and take out the trash for the NWA (laughs) like damn so that's why I uh, I'm glad that the guy who told me that He's gone from the NWA, so it makes it easier for me to watch it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's amazing, man. That's that's crazy. Um, but 
Yeah, there. I've been watching a lot of IWTV. I've been watching that there. Uh, I've been watching a lot of promotions on there. I'm watching Defy Wrestling. I've been watching New South Wrestling on there. Beyond, I South Wrestling. I I've wrestled for New South before. New South, man. I tell you, their production and the talent they have on New South. God, I'm telling you, those guys. They. they I think it's maybe it's maybe it's a um, Alabama. They're from they're from yeah, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Ace Haven. Uh huh. Is that his promotion? I think yeah 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 Ace yeah. If that's the guy. Yeah, I wrestled there a couple times, once or twice. Yeah, they've been around for a long time. They've been around a long time, and they're they're really good promotion. I love what they I love what they do. I love their product. I do. Defy Wrestling in Seattle. A lot of AEW guys go over there. I watched this tag team match, man. Dude, check this out. I watched this tag team match. I was going back on IW, going back on matches and stuff from Defy Wrestling. I was watching War Beast going up against La Parca and his father and son team. Holy shit, man. The crowd ate that up. The roof blew off of that, man. There was chairs. There was bleeding. There was color. There was some color, baby. Like the throat said. A great fucking tag match, man. I love that yeah. shit. And then I was watching one of their events. Artemis, um, Artemis, Artemis Spencer. Great defy the defy champion. I don't know if he is now because I haven't really caught too much up with it yet. I've been going back and trying to catch up with it when I, when I do go on there and watch it. But I was watching uh, Tamatong from uh, New Japan Bullet Club. He wrestled against Joey Janela. That was a hell of a match, man. That was great. That was great. Both of those guys put each other over. So good. Nice. Yeah, it was. I was surprised by it. I was surprised by it. I enjoyed that. Man, I'm getting excited about coming back to the United States because I want to work some indies. Yeah. And, uh, I, yeah, man, I actually have talked to um, CZW, DJ Hyde, about coming to CZW. Mm-hmm. And one of my goals uh, in in pro wrestling is to be a world champion in, in, a, in a promotion, uh, like any, like, you know, respected promotion doesn't have to be like WWE or AEW or whatever, mm-hmm. but just to be a, a world champion in a promotion. Like I was a world champion in like some independent promotion once. Like it's called ICW, but it wasn't like the ICW in the UK. Right, yeah. but that don't count to me because that's not like a respected promotion. You know right. that people know, like the wrestling fans know. But I have established a goal for myself that. I will win either the Juggalo Championship Wrestling World Title or the CZW World Title before I retire, or both. You should That's, come down. Are... You should come down here to Florida. There's two promotions I know of that uh, that uh, you'd be that that you'd love to work for. I'd work for any promotion as long as they paid me, man. You know, like i didn't get in this business to mark out for myself i got in this business to make a living yeah and and that's one of the reasons why i haven't worked in a while for a while is because not only was i recovering from injuries but uh, a lot of promotions the business was down so bad they couldn't even afford to pay to pay me anything Mm -hmm. so 
that's one thing, man. Like, if the business is going back up, and I believe it's going to have another boom period with the way things are with AEW now. Yeah. Things things are going to go back to the up and up with wrestling, I think, pretty soon, uh, if, if things keep going well with that. And if outside forces, like with the happenings in the world, don't affect it, I believe that there's a boom going to be a boom on the independent scene and then the people like me who have made a living wrestling in in japan could be able to you know make a decent payoff here and there working on the indies um i really 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 look forward to working in the independent scene in the u.s again uh, it's just like I don't want promoters to think that like I'm some kind of like ego maniac or something just because I want paid. I know you can get anybody. People are dime a dozen. You can get guys that are work for free. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of them. Like I've I'm established in the wrestling business. Yeah. Like I work for, for FMW. I work for every major promo- promotion in Japan except New Japan Pro Wrestling. I've I'm affiliated with them. Yeah. I either worked for them or i've been backstage or i've i've either wrestled on their show or i worked for them or been affiliated with them through some other endeavor every promotion except new japan and now i know why god made it that way because new japan is the only company that mandated vaccines to the wrestlers and i'm glad and proud to say that i never wrestled for new japan pro wrestling but i what, no matter what anybody thinks or what anybody says, like just because people aren't aware of what I've done doesn't take away what I've done. Like right. I am a established mainstay star in Japan. Like, and, and there's a demand for me now, the nostalgia for me. People want to see me wrestle in Japan. And if the Japanese, I've made a lot of Japanese promoters really, really wealthy. They've made money off of me. I've main evented sold out shows all over Japan. And most of the stuff isn't even on YouTube. You can catch a lot of it on YouTube, but most of the stuff I've done in Japan, it's not even on YouTube. And so what I'm trying to tell you is, no matter what your initial first impression is of me, if you're watching this, any wrestling promoters are watching this, what whatever you think of me right now, based on insufficient data, I'm telling you right now, if you look me up, if you if you look my body of work up, you'll see that I'm a legitimate professional at what I do. And if you want to do business with me, I would love to do business with you, but don't treat me like a jabroni. That's all I ask you. Don't treat me like a jabroni. And don't treat me like I haven't been anywhere and done anything. That's all I ask. Just treat me with the respect that I deserve as a professional. And if you want me to work for you, if you can't pay me that much, it's okay as long as you pay me something. Because my thing is, I, I won't work for free. That's right. the only thing. That's the only catch. As long as you make sure that I'm not coming out of pocket, I will be happy to do business with you because I love pro wrestling. I love independent wrestling. Nice, nice. You you do, you do. And over on podcastcity.net slash shop, you could find a lot of your wrestling DVDs over there, which I think is great. 
<laughs> I do, man. Man, you got more merchandise than uh than Amazon does. <laughs> I got seventeen products, bro. I yeah, five LPs. Yeah, uh, that's that's what Chris said. Chris is like, God, man, he has a lot of stuff. I said, Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna get it done, and he got it up there <laughs> because I even on the last live show, not the one I just did here, but the one before it. I was uh, promoting over, I was mentioning where people could go and get uh, Podcast City merchandise of their favorite shows. And of course, I ran down there and uh, had to give a shout out to One Man and Crew and his merchandise. I was like, he has DVDs, CDs, LPs, <laughs> eight tracks, <laughs> anything you want. Eight tracks. <laughs> <laughs> he has VHS and beta. <laughs> Nah, just vinyl. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a market for vinyl. There's man. a craze going on now for vinyl. Oh God, uh, yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love vinyl. I have the, I have a lot of vinyl, man. I do. <laughs> I do. The only thing is about vinyls, they're expensive to produce, man. I have to sell them for like fifty bucks a piece to even make any money off of them. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Because they cost me thirty three dollars a piece to produce them. Yeah. Because the short run on demand and it, it, the cheapest that I could ever sell it to, to make any kind of profit like I'd be making like $2 if I sold them for $35 a piece you know what I mean Damn. so so, so I sell them for 50 bucks so that I can make 17 bucks off each one mm-hmm. but I may decrease the price on them uh, down to 40 bucks so I'll at least make 7 bucks off each one of them yeah but yeah, them vinyls, man, they're nice. I got some of them right here. I can, <laughs> I can plug them real quick. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> what do we have? <laughs> I got <laughs> Keepers of the Crypt casket cuts. It is a. I was in a horrorcore rap group called uh, Keepers of the Crypt, uh-huh. which we're actually gonna be making a new album. This is a compilation of all of our scrapped. Uh, songs that didn't go on our three albums that we made. Unreleased. These are one-offs and and unreleased tracks. And re- there, I think there's a remix, a couple remixes too. But yeah, this is the track list on the back. And I designed this cover myself. I and and I'm really proud of it because it looks dope as fuck, doesn't it? <laughs> Dude, it reminds me. It reminds me old. Uh, it reminds me of a freaking like. Iron Maiden cover or something like that. Something from yeah. like the 80s or something, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the first album we ever did, The Keepers of the Crypt, Divine Prediction. This is one of the most hardcore, controversial albums ever made. Like, one of my distributors, digital distributors, wouldn't even distribute this album. I had to go through a different distributor oh, to no get way. it on Spotify and all that. Then I got. iTunes to Spotify. <laughs> The third Keepers of the Crypt album was uh, Haunted by God. And that's when I started getting uh, more involved with the production side of producing the beats. Like the other, the previous Keepers of the Crypt albums, I helped with the production, but just like, you know, like working on like a, the drum and stuff, like a snare track or a, a hi hat track, where I just would assist in the production. But this is the first Keepers of the Crypt, actually the first album that I actually was involved with actually making beats on. Nice. And then this 
One Man Crew Legend of the Earth album. This is uh, the first album I produced in its entirety, and it features gold and platinum selling artists such as Bizarre from D12, Eminem's group D12, uh, Seed of Six, which is Three Six Mafia's nephews, and Little White, who used to rap on Three Six Mafia's label. And this album was actually endorsed by New Jack before he passed away. And I have a, a commercial on my YouTube channel that I use in my podcast to advertise this album. Uh, New Jack, let's talk about New Jack a little bit because yeah. I want to talk about how what he meant to me personally and to my career. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but New Jack actually went out of his way i've never met new jack in person i've seen him wrestle live i went to an ecw show and i saw him jump off a balcony on a dude and i was instant mark for the guy like i thought he was the dopest he's the first dude to ever do the crazy shit like jumping off the balconies and stuff like that so he was my favorite wrestler and I reached out to him and sent him a promo, and I was like, uh, Mr. New Jack, you're one of the best promo guys in the business. You're my favorite wrestler. I was wanting to know if you'd be willing to critique my promos and, and uh, help coach me like on how I can make my promos better. He watched my promo, and he, he said, what's your phone number? I gave him my number, and he called me. Not, not once, not twice. He called me quite a few times to wow. coach me my promos and he one of the things he taught me he's like when you look into that camera lens you have to picture that that camera lens is the eye of your worst enemy and he just slapped your mama that's what he told me. <laughs> wow that's wow that's 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 a good way to look at it man that's yeah, yeah. and uh, there was one point where i was in talks with him to actually work a match with him but he changed his mind didn't want to do it because he uh-huh. thought my idea was kind of dumb <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I was like, eh, nah, I changed my mind, man. I'm no longer interested. I was like, okay. But he still showed me love, like, by coaching me on my promos and endorsing my my album, making a commercial for me. He didn't have to do that. Uh, I paid him 75 bucks to make a cameo video for me, and I asked him to help me promote my album, and he, he did it. I asked Mick Foley to put over my stuff, and he wouldn't do it. I paid, why paid why the hell would he not do it i don't know man like mick foley he's just like uh, he he has pride i guess like he don't want to just you know people pay him to put people over you know get paid to put people over so he wanted to know like he he asked, asked me to send him links to my stuff so he could check me out so next time if i want to book him on something for something he, he told me he'd do like a, a youtube channel drop for me or something in the future right but, but the same uh gimmick that i was gonna get actually i was gonna have uh about the t-shirt i've been donating five dollars off the sale of of every one-man crew bloodthirsty savage t-shirt i donate five dollars off of it which is half of my profit to charity to saint jude's children's research hospital i actually actually first approached Mick Foley uh, to cut a promo for me for it and he didn't want to do it but I didn't tell him that it was for I was going to raise money for St. Jude's I just told him I'm, I'm trying to raise awareness about this t-shirt that I just got on ProWrestlingTees.com and 
I think if I would have mentioned the St. Jude's thing, I think he would have done it. Yeah. But instead, I went to Jerry Springer, and because I was on the Jerry Springer show, and I reminded him of what episode I was on. Jerry Springer did it for me, and he got it back to me very promptly. So now I have a promo from New Jack and a promo from Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw. I, I liked I liked Jerry Springer and the New Jack promo because that's neat. I like how you throw that in in there, and then you 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 put your show together really well. I love that. I love that, and of course, I love the podcasting.net at the bottom. Hell yeah. <laughs> Has let me ask you? Has anyone asked you about the podcasting network? I'm just curious. Not really, man. Uh, (laughs) Nobody really asked me about it, and I have a very, very small niche audience. Mm -hmm. Like maybe 500 people actually give a shit about what I do. Yeah. Well, hey, hey. I I would take those 500 people, man. That that right there, those 500 people, those 500 fans and people that follow you, they'll go they'll go to the moon and back with you, man. I'd take that any day. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's yeah. Been a, and my fan base, I don't I hate that the fans fan base. I don't have fans. I have customers. I I yeah, I love how you did that. I saw the video that uh, you tagged me in there, and it it popped up, and I watched it, and I loved it. I love the new beats and stuff and everything. What? Where the hell do you pull this stuff out at? I want to know, where the hell do you pull this out? Are you asleep, and all of a sudden, it's like you hear like a beat in your head, and you wake up, and you're like, you run over, and you write it down, or you put it on something? What, what, what the hell do you do? I, I get an idea in my head, and then all of a sudden that idea becomes the instrumental already in my head. I've already got the beat in my head, and then I just make it. Mm-hmm. Like it already exists in my in my heart and in my mind, and I and then I and then sometimes it's just I get one little idea, like a bass riff or a piano riff or you know maybe a riff. Yeah, and then. I, envision that riff layered with different octaves different instruments classically composed what it would sound like and i'd be like damn that would be dope that would be epic (laughs) and then i you know make some epic shit (laughs) yeah well let me are you are you one of those ones that walks around and then you'll hum like some kind of beat and it gets in your head there and you're like yeah i gotta put this down yeah Dude, there are lost ideas because I wasn't able to like record like on my phone or or write down. Like I've had so many great ideas that just dissipated, wasted because I, I forgot it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking of beats and whatnot, would you like to hear my latest beat? It's already finished. You know the one I did on my Facebook Live video when I was yeah. working on. Yeah, right here, uh, exclusively on the Everett Lee Show, man. I love yes, it. exclusive for the Everett Lee Show. Nobody else has heard this except you. Premiere, right here, ladies and gentlemen. New beat from One Man Crew. Oh, sorry. 
Actually, this. You know what NFTs are? Uh. NFTs are our digital artwork that is in the cryptocurrency market. It's a one of one, like only one in existence. It's blockchain uh, stamped to where only one person has this digital artwork. I dropped my first NS- NFT uh, artifact recently, and this beat was attached to it. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. That sounds great. I love that. I fucking Thank love you, that. man. That sounds good, man. It just I love that love that like that undertone of like dumb Yeah. I love that stuff. You you know what I've been listening to a lot here? I've been listening to like dramatic, epic, like orchestra rock type music, which has been freaking great. I've been coming across there and listening to yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that stuff. I, mean, I need to be a Christian rapper, and I've actually thought about it, man. Like I thought about changing my shit up and just not not really like presenting myself as a Christian rapper, but just not cussing mm-hmm. in my shit. You know, just don't cuss. Yeah, and put out positive stuff. Yeah, or because to be honest with you, man, like I'm not a really religious person. Mm-hmm. Know, like as far as like organized religion goes i was born into christianity and i've studied other religions man and they're all point to the same thing man. it's just the jehovah or yahoo or yashua or yeshua like 
the 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 real what I call the real God, the good one, not the not the one that really rules the world, the fallen one, the fallen angel. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and sometimes I even question my own beliefs, like maybe I'm wrong, maybe I had a chance, maybe. Maybe Lucifer is God, and maybe I rejected God, and maybe now, like, I had a chance to give myself, and I didn't, so now I'm not gonna be as successful as I could have been, but I don't know, man, like, to me, it's just, yeah, it's kind of weird, man, because I know that the spiritual thing is real, like, Mm -hmm. I've had too much, too many things happen in my life supernatural things for there to for it to not be real yeah exactly exactly the way i look at it is man it's like we we have a path that we go down though but we we go down a path here's my philosophy we're given a path but we can blaze that trail any way we want and anywhere we want to go yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah we're given a path it's like here's this path but you can blaze it this way or that way because you have the free will and the choices that make it because you're the creator of your own destiny and everything i see and hear from one man crew man you're doing your own thing and uh keep it up don't stop thank you brother man I also wanted to plug something. I got my Beat Stars page up. So any like aspiring artists or any established artists, if you're watching this, if you want to get any beats from me, I've got a few beats on there right now that are available. If you want to make me an offer, there's no set price on it. If you want exclusive rights to it, just make me an offer. It's BeatStars.com slash One Man Crew. O-N-E-M-A-N-K-R-U. Nice, nice. Let me ask you about the documentary. What what's up with the documentary here? Um, actually, man, I almost had it finished, but then I discovered that a friend of mine has a treasure trove of media and photos that he said you're not going to want to finish that documentary without this stuff. So when I go back to the U.S. at the end of this month, I'm going to rendezvous with him and uh, see what he dug up because he's got files on his computer he's got tapes from a camcorder he's got all kind of stuff of you of of one man yeah. crew yeah yeah no so way dude <laughs> wow hell yeah hey you know what good things if you put a lot of work work behind it and you do it and you take your time on stuff that needs to be done the payoff in the end is much better so yeah this would be something you want to like yeah <laughs> yeah and dude a lot of the uh stuff in the the cut of my documentary i realized were just placeholders for footage that i i recently dug up myself i'm like damn i can put this there in place of this image i can just put a video clip of this in there like yeah. so it's it's, it's one of those things where I could rush it, I could put it out, and people would watch it, and people would enjoy it. Yeah. But if I wait and get all my eggs in one basket, 
then I can really make it like a, a, a project that's undeniably dope. You know what I mean? Like talking like Netflix, like budget level quality. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If it was on Netflix, you had it on Netflix, I'd definitely watch it because I I love watching Netflix. I, I've been watching a lot of stand-up comedy on Netflix. I love stand-up. Stand-up's my favorite <laughs> thing, man. Because it's one of my favorite things that one of my favorite pastimes I used to do with my father. And mm-hmm. at a young age, I got to watch Eddie Murphy Raw because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> of my father, uh, Ronnie Dangerfield. I found a Sam Kennison stand-up that's on Netflix. I said, oh, my God. When I saw it, dude, I was like, when I saw Stan, Sam Kennison stand-up on Netflix, I was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. <laughs> Because one of my favorite movies I saw back a a few months ago was uh, Back to School. It was my dad's favorite movie, man. I love Rodney Dangerfield. Caddyshack, Back to School, man. I was sitting there watching Back to School. I was dying laughing. I love the one-liners in that movie there. You know, he's in the hot tub with all the the girls and stuff. He's like, we need bubbles. Hey, bubbles, get in here. <laughs> I love shit like that, you know. And then he's his limo driver's talking to his son. He's like, "You gotta listen to your dad. Your dad loves you." He's like, "I had two sons. I put one through college and I put the other one through a wall." <laughs> oh yeah, shit like that. But I, I definitely Netflix. I, I could always find something to watch on Netflix, man. Something crazy, something entertaining on there. And I've actually done stand-up comedy a couple times. And uh, I really like it, man. Like, it's something that maybe I might try to do again. Like, write write some new material. I got booked the first time I was in Japan. And this this club, they're like, we want you to come and tell jokes. I'm like, I'm not a stand-up comedian. I'm a pro wrestler. Like, no, it's okay. Just, you know, I'm just going to make people laugh. You're a funny guy. Uh Because, you know, what it was, I'll be in Japan. I'll be making people laugh. Because, like, for example, like the word baka means stupid. I'd be like, baka motherfucker, like saying <laughs> shit like that, and they think it's funny, right? So they're like, oh, this dude, you know, so they like booked me and paid me to stand in front of an audience of Japanese people and tell them funny shit, goofy shit. So that was the first time I did it. Well, and a lot uh, of a lot of pro wrestlers, I here in Daytona Beach, here in Daytona Beach, uh, Mick Foley, he came to town on his comedy thing. He I went and seen him, and yeah. I loved it. And you can tell there was people in that crowd. A lot of them were wrestling fans. A lot of them weren't because he 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 singled them out. He's like, "How many of you are not a wrestling fan?" And this one girl's like, "Me," and it's just like, "After tonight, you will be." And when she left, I sure she she was because of you know you just telling stories and stuff like i die and laugh every time like when i go back and i think about the stories that you when when you had when i had you on before you shared with what happened with uh getting your stuff like zip tied to the to the bench (laughs) and then and then with the with the uh with the with the pee the urine That stuff, man. I love that stuff. I mean, you, that right there would make people laugh. I mean, it'd be easy because you just a lot. You you have material. You don't even know it. You I came up with this joke. 
and I was walking around in the mall. My girl, we go to the mall every. Me and my girlfriend go to the mall every weekend to uh-huh. eat, chop. And I came up with this joke while I was walking around, and I was just testing it out with people. I just walk up to random people and just tell this joke, and every single person laughed. Not, and there would be people that they were you know, like super serious people, and even they couldn't help it. Like they were trying <laughs> to laugh, and they still, I still got them with it. And this was it. And I walked up to him and said, "You know, young people often ask me." Do you have any old head advice for relationships and dating? And I say, and I drop these golden uh, this golden nugget of knowledge on him. I say, it doesn't matter how handsome he is or how beautiful she is. We all have shit breath in the morning. <laughs> so if you want to be with somebody, make sure that you. Uh, Attracted to him enough to tolerate the shit breath. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is great. That is great. But that's not exactly how I worded it. But but uh but yeah, I was like, no matter how handsome they are or how beautiful they are, they all got shit breath in the morning. That was the punch. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Any anything you want to add before we wrap it up here? Anything else? Yeah. Um, anybody who stayed with this whole broadcast, uh, just wanted to say that um, it's not a political thing like what I was saying earlier, and yeah, it's pretty scary. It's scary stuff, and we can hide from it with our heads in the sand like an ostrich, and you know, stay in our comfort zone of our fantasy world. But you can also empower yourself with the knowledge of this thing. And you can look out for yourself more. Understand that we've been under biological attack with ingredients in these consumer products. Drink alkaline water. Don't drink tap water. Don't brush your teeth with fluoridated stuff. Brush your teeth with non-fluoride toothpaste or baking soda. And drink alkaline water and try not to eat gluten or, or GMOs. If it says non-GMO verified, then it's safe to eat. I buy organic foods as much as possible because it cannot be certified organic if there's GMO, genetically modified organisms in it. So just from eating cleaner and being mindful of the things that I put in my body, like for example, I use this deodorant, Tom's for men. It's uh, Tom's of Maine. There's no aluminum, no artificial fragrance, no artificial preservatives. This and like the non-fluoridated toothpaste and just the alkaline water alkalizes the blood and keeps the immune system strong. And actually what it does is it keeps your third eye from being calcified. And you'll be able to perceive and discern things more clearly. And that's one of the reasons why so many people, I have empathy. This is this place, this comes from a place of love and compassion. Like sometimes I get frustrated, I get angry, and, I, and I'll say something that's horrible, like these dumbasses don't get it, blah, blah, blah. I don't mean to be like that. It's just really frustrating to me because I've been attacked a lot. And, um, really i have to have empathy for people because people don't understand it's not clearly to them like it 
because of so many different factors, because of the media, because of the indoctrinating in our schools and their brainwashing, it's, it's the churches, the, the, the state, the, everything is their own in on this stuff. And then on top of that, the corporations putting these poisons in our food, people poison themselves with, with nicotine and, and, and alcohol and these GMO foods and all these chemicals we are being bombarded with things that are keeping it making it difficult for us to be able to perceive things as they are because we are purposely being uh, dumbed down society is purposely being suppressed and kept at a low level so that we don't know what's going on because we're not supposed to know and that's why people would just mindlessly go along with the narrative because they don't know any better they can't their third eye is not open it is closed and they don't they have to see it and hear it to believe it but the thing is you can see it and hear it if your third eye is open you just know it it's there's a difference between believing in something and knowing something and people have compromise their faith and their morals and it's all been socially engineered that way on purpose people are are have been engineered social engineered to accept slavery and tyranny and i just want to apologize to anybody if i offend anybody it's not my intention to offend anybody it's not a political thing this has nothing to do with right wing and left wing politics it has to do with I love humanity and I want humanity to, to be free and thrive and survive and live on and prosper as because we're all children of God we're all God's children one nation under God and it's not even just one nation like I met good kind people from all walks of life from all over the world who have supported me and being on the outside looking in to on America I've I haven't lived in America uh, in the United States in like six years, so it's easier for me to see from the outside looking in all this stuff going on, and it's just mind blowing to me, and it's so overwhelming to me that I get emotionally compromised sometimes because of it. So anybody who, if I offended anybody, I apologize. That's not who I am. I'm not trying to offend anybody or scare anybody. It's not a scare tactic. It's just I'm trying to get people to be more aware of of the reality that's going on and that we're, we're all being attacked and we have to be kind and loving and compassionate to each other love thy neighbor and talk to people this whole social distancing and wearing a mask that's to get keep people from talking to each other the masks do not work it is on record the only ones that work are the m95 so all these cloth masks and all these paper face diapers from china they don't work it's theater it's face diaper theater it's designed to keep people separated from each other so it's divide and conquer so once people understand that and realize that it's easier to build off of that and do research and understand check out independent media sources project veritas infowars band.video those people 
always put the suppressed information out there to where people can look at it because big tech they don't want you to know the truth they're all in cahoots all these corporations are 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 all in on this whole social engineering thing so you have to do your own independent research and do not depend on mainstream media because the mainstream narrative is a lie and the this the pharmaceutical companies if you believe that they want to help you and they want to keep you from being sick a a a business that that depends on people being sick if you actually believe that they want to cure you and make you well then i've got beachfront property on mars i'll sell you <laughs> that Great, great last words there to end this podcast with. One Man Crew, thank you as always for coming on the Everly Show. Hey, thank you, brother. I appreciate you, man. You're the man, Everett. I really enjoy every time you have me on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.